It's alright, bitty bitty. Little old town in a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile. Life goes on for itty bitty while. Was that Alan Jackson? Of course it's Alan fucking Jackson. I fucking love me some oh, Alan Jackson. Me too, buddy. American treasure. Sorry. I don't, I don't know if I told you. Last time I was at Goodwill, I saw a plate, a ceramic plate with his face on it. What? I had no money. I was so bummed out. Oh. I wanted it so fucking bad to put it Where? What? Where? What? Where was this? This was at a Goodwill. Um, God, I haven't been to Goodwill in years, so it's, probably, it's been a while. It was uh, up in What fucking... Goodwill? <laughs> Dude, it's probably I gone need by to now. know. <laughs> I need to know. I'm probably just going to try to find one online and just get it. I was thinking about also getting one of Reba McIntyre. That doesn't exist online. What do you mean? It might. That's one That's one fucking, one really big Alan Jackson fan made that in the late 90s. Wow. It ended up at a Goodwill, and it's never been owned by anybody since. Okay, but anyways, there is one. It's wonderful. And apparently they got a cup that says hotter than a hoochie coochie, and I need that in my life. I'm hyped. That's awesome. Do you see the Alan Jackson sign plates, bro? And you were right. They were made in the fucking 90s, bro. Bet they were. And I could buy one right now on eBay for 17 fucking dollars. Just buy it now. Straight. Oh, $15 shipping. Suck a dick. So how much is that total? So, so the total would be a $30 plate, basically. $32. A one-time low price of $30, you can have your very own Alan Jackson ceramic dinner plate. Dude, I do want it, though. I want it bad. There's other that, people that, that got it on eBay, though. That reminds me of... Uh, <clears throat> oh, this one's much better. Uh, $13 plus $9.90 shipping. Fuck yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. That reminds me of the Disney plates and cups. Do you remember those? Yes, I do. I actually own three cups from McDonald's from the 90s, of from Batman Forever, when they That's were actually releasing cups. Even better. That's tight. Yeah. Batman I, Forever? I, yes, sir. I keep them in my freezer, actually. They're uh, So, like, if somebody wants a cold drink or something like that, you just... Are they plastic? The freezer. No, they're glass. Oh. Yeah, dude. They're rare, probably. They they probably they're probably worth some money. I don't know. I remember the like Lion King, the old school like Disney ones. We had those. I think I eventually oh, all the they, shit just that, wears that, off, you know. Those were the plastic cups. Those were the Burger King cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those shitty, were for Burger King. Shitty Burger King, huh? Dude, Burger King has been shitty since '04. Probably earlier. Different. I don't know, dude. It's not. It's Yo, not that. All right. Big. So I, I was doing uh, landscaping uh, mm-hmm. a couple months ago. My buddy at somebody he knows. They were paying him. He needed help, so we went over there and they bought us lunch. And they went and they picked up Burger King, and I had a fucking Whopper with cheese, and I hadn't had one of those in so long. Money. Mm-hmm. A Whopper is money. I can't tell you the last time I had. I can't tell you the last time I've been to Burger King. I mean, I could have it my way if I wanted, but have you been to Burger Queen? Is there is there such a thing? Is there a Burger <laughs> Queen? It's probably out in California, dude. <laughs> no, my uh, my homie from the streams, 
tells me about in and out he says it's amazing it's the best place to go to uh i've heard that but i've also heard it's also just shit hyped up yeah yeah i've heard it he said up. there's a whole secret menu that you can order from yeah i've seen dude go on youtube you see people actually like recreate the secret menu so like mm. and the one thing that they do i believe if this is the uh the, the same place that i'm thinking about they put mustard on a raw burger and cook it like it's like some kind of like i don't know what it is but that's what they do they, they squirt it on the raw part then they flip it over and let it just like kind of cook in with a burger that just sounds next level bro <laughs> <laughs> That sounds amazing. Mustard on a raw burger is just oh, dude. fill me up, dog. Fill me up. But like, I'm hungry. I, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever. I don't think I'm gonna like. If I ever went on like an area and they and I saw In and Out, I would go to KFC. That's how I feel in my head. Or like, what? I would go to McDonald's. Like, what is wrong with you? I mean, I don't know, man. But I could. I I'm probably just talking shit, honestly. Because, like, I'm a fan of going to different restaurants when I go out of town. So, yeah, so why wouldn't you go to In N Out? I would go into In N Out to try it, but that's, yeah, I don't know if it, mm. it better blow In N Out or mind. Burger King. In N Out, Burger King, Burger King. What about Burger Queen, though? I, I don't know. <laughs> you said something <laughs> about Burger Queen, my dude. I was making fun of you because of the way you said uh, Burger King. It's like, oh, I've I, been to, you were like, I've, I haven't been to Burger King king or you're like I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been to burger king in a long time i was like oh really what about burger queen <laughs> jesus you know it's like a, it's like a dad joke nah you know you know what's going on you guys welcome blasphemous reviews it's jake i'm kj and uh today we're gonna dive into a bunch of stuff um but first we wanted to give you a heads up um one of the big things that we're going to talk about today is seasonal depression and anxiety. Um, so I wanted to give this as a trigger warning to anybody who um, suffers from deep depression, any, any form of depression or anxiety and has trouble talking about it or listening to people talk about it. This is a heads up for you. If you it upsets skip, you. Yeah. Yeah. You can skip ahead. We'll eventually get out of that and, We'll have a little bit of a, a higher note for you guys. So, yeah, we just wanted to talk about it because uh, I know for me personally, and I know KJ as well, it's uh, something that hits us every year and doesn't necessarily hit me as, as bad as it does some people. But I just want to say that if you do suffer from seasonal depression, you're not alone, I promise you. So many people not just seasonal there. depression, anything that you might be going through mentally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're here, you know, we're a lending ear if you want to shout out to us anytime. If you need to reach out, we're here, we listen, we'll talk. We're not we ain't no scientists. <laughs> <laughs> we'll but, just uh, lend our ear. We will lend our fucking ear. And, yeah. and or if you hit us up the via social media, you know, I'll lend my uh keyboard and fingers yeah it's funny though because like it's not funny but um the reason that this is something that we wanted to talk about is it's something that we already are starting to feel and something that i've already heard people say you know uh you know 
here comes that seasonal depression, you know, making those nihilistic jokes as our generation likes to do, because, you know, (laughs) it helps us cope. I feel like, honestly. Dude, laughter is definitely the best fucking medicine. I don't think I can remember a time where laughter did not help me. I can. (laughs) (laughs) And it was when people were laughing at me. Uh, You know what? That's fair. It's also dark, and I enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and, and, you know, anxiety is another big one, too. And that ebbs and flows as well. And I feel like that goes hand in hand with depression and seasonal depression. I, I I can tell you right now that the other day I had, I almost had a, a, a pretty bad anxiety um, attack, if you will. So I currently have COVID. I got my positive results back uh, about three days ago. And it's not been terrible, but there were some rough moments, specifically at nighttime. For some reason, it uh, gets worse and my breathing becomes pretty difficult. And um, the other night, I really like got myself into a a fit where I was just overthinking me having COVID. And like it it started to cause my heart heart rate to rise and I could feel my heart beating and then I couldn't breathe because of the COVID. And then it was just back and forth. And I just started getting in my head about it so bad that like, I almost passed, like, fainted, like, passed out a couple times because, like, I just couldn't get, I was freaking out. I couldn't get my heart to chill out, and I just couldn't calm down, and it was pretty rough. Thank, Thankfully, I have a wonderful girlfriend that was there to put on some adventure time for me and talk me, talk to me while I was going through it, and that <laughs> seemed to help out. So after, like, an hour of, like, trying to calm down, I eventually, like, just fell asleep (laughs) so granted how are you doing now though i'm holding up no fevers anymore headaches are not really a thing i was having a pretty bad headache every day i have now i have sinus congestion oh i mean we can hear it the people will hear this shit (laughs) i i mean i get i get pretty bad sinus congestion every year um, but this just kind of, it was bad timing, man. I got COVID right when the weather started to change, which is usually when I first get sick anyway. So I think it was just like, it's just a combination of, of you know, me getting my sinus congestion like I do every year. And then having COVID, it was just like fever and difficult breathing. I think it's really, it's still really tight in my chest. You'll probably hear me throughout this whole episode, like, stop and take deep breaths. But that's just because, like... The show must go on, first off. Yeah, yes. COVID, Rona, no Rona, the show must fucking go on. Right. (laughs) Um, So it's it's difficult to breathe at times, mostly at night. Do you want me to... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I mean, most of the time I don't necessarily... I'm not thinking about it, so it's... um, so it's, it's calmed okay. down from that panic attack that you had. Yeah, that was the first night. Do you that want me to actually night. give you a fun fact about panic attacks? Hmm. So what you can do when you have a panic attack, I learned this from a guy on TikTok. He's actually like a uh, therapist and all that stuff. And he okay. gives you little tidbits and this and that to kind of calm yourself down. 
through uh, situations like that. So, for example, you know, the, like the little salt packets at, you know, restaurants that you get, like little right. ones that you can rip in, throw in your fries. Right. What you should do is when you're having a panic attack and your brain can think of nothing but whatever the fuck it's thinking about. Right. Put that salt right on the top of your tongue. Immediately, it's going to fuck you all sorts of up. That's going to your brain is really going to go right to that then it's not even going to think straight. And then your brain is going to go to thinking about you needing to get that out of your system. So then you got to go get water and so on and so forth. And then your brain will, you know, decrease that panic. That's your body and mind. Yeah, it really is, man. Yeah. I, I just couldn't like, it was so, it was so weird. I just like, I'd be thinking like, Oh, like my heart rate, you know, maybe if I'm, Maybe I'm having a heart attack or maybe like the COVID's causing me to have, you know, increased blood pressure. And I'm just like, you know, having this. And then then I would like stop and I'd be like, all right, breathe in, count to whatever I can count to, breathe out, count. Like that's one way that I have like somewhat learned. I think I learned that initially from like doing yoga or like meditation is the breathing thing. Like when you go to like for new for beginners when you go to meditate like it's hard to try to have nothing in your brain right you're constantly thinking but that's one way yeah yeah i mean one one way i was taught to try to clear your mind if you will is to breathe and count while you breathe so that way the only thing you're thinking about is your breathing and the counting right so like Mm -hmm. Um, you, you gain complete focus on the breathing and the counting. Like yeah. it's, it's it's really like where your body thinks of the number. Like when you say that number, it's literally in your mind, in your heart, and in your soul, as well as when you're breathing in and out. It becomes to a point like when you are able to practice it enough, it becomes to a point where you're almost an outer body experience after you meditate for so long and you practice the art for so long. Right. Yeah. Um, and it would I help for a few minutes, for, but. Is that, what'd you say i'm sorry i said it would ha- it, it it would help for a few minutes um yeah. and then like it would you just, go right back yeah it'd come rushing <laughs> right. back and start freaking out again it's like hey fuck you buddy let's stress you out yeah i get it i do i can put now i won't say that i understand on the covid night uh covid19 standpoint because i do not have the rona so thank yeah. god and thank the lord's above that i do not have it um right but yeah, like this guy over here is fucking, you know, and you know, it's no fun. <laughs> it's not fun. Um, yeah, it's not fun. And I thought I was going to get more done during my quarantine, but I haven't done shit yet. Cause I just haven't, I've been tired all day, every day. Yeah. So glad you found the energy to do this. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the show must go on. <laughs> the show must go on. <laughs> Yeah. So, so when you have a uh, depression, man, what really gets you going? Like, what what fucking breaks you down? What, what a, do you there's... stop? What like what do you stop in life? Like, I know some people like myself. When I'm depressed, I just stop brushing my teeth. Sometimes I'll just stop showering. Like it'll happen. Right. I just yeah. won't have the energy. I just will not give a fuck about myself. And it takes a lot to get me out of out of that funk. But that's for that's the example I'm giving. Is like you know there'd be times i just would not brush my teeth i stopped talking okay just <laughs> um, completely just I mean, stay in your mind yeah and like and i'm 
sure that doesn't necessarily help because like i just a lot of times i'll just shut down you know what i mean where like i'll get sad and then i'll just like shut down um and even sometimes like i don't know what it is if it's like normal human nature i don't know if anybody else does this but sometimes when i get sad i start feeling depressed i like listen to depressed music or put on like depressed shit oh, like God. you know what i mean you like relish in that. My wrist in black my eyes. yeah yeah that, i mean <laughs> definitely um it used to be uh worse like when i was younger and mm-hmm. an angsty teenager you know i would like get sad and then purposely put on more sad shit to like feel sadder oh wow <laughs> and, like, you would just like amp it up like it's a fucking red bull yeah amp it up yeah i know um it was it was probably making things worse oh for sure but at the time it's what i wanted you know i don't think you knew when you were a kid like i would think that you wouldn't know how bad you're fucking yourself up because i feel when you're a kid you you can flip out of that real quick you know what i'm saying but as an adult it takes a hell of a lot more time to flip out of such a funk Right, yeah, definitely, definitely, and I mean, I don't know. There's, there was one one good example of something recently, um, and this was actually kind of a, I don't want to say a turning point, but a, because everybody has there's so many turning points that, I mean, you know, what's really a turning point when you just like keep turning different directions you know what i mean so dude anyway what what i mean sorry it's like that fucking toy dude on the playground the one that's just always constantly fucking swinging and does not stop because you're always giving it momentum what's that called and kids will just jump on and it'll spin i like and you gotta hold on to it real tight like a merry-go-round Kind of like a like, merry-go-round, but there it's was not no called a merry-go-round. It's called but, a but there was no horsies. Fuck, what's it called? Um, wow, I, I don't, don't remember, but you know what I'm talking about, correct? Yeah, yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah, but go ahead. So yeah, recently it was. Um, I was re- I, this was uh, this was probably like three, four months ago. I was feeling super down about about where I was in life what I was doing in my free time, my work life and how I just felt stagnant and felt, felt like I just had been doing the same dumb shit for so long that it was like, started questioning, like, who am I? What the fuck am I doing? Like one of those moments. Right. And um, Mm -hmm. it coincided with the release of a podcast, David Cho, who is a, graffiti artist um and just like a well-known artist in general like he's done a lot of um like famous murals and stuff like that and just try he's traveled the world and he's like done a show i think he did a show with um uh, anthony bourdain actually anyway so he was on the joe rogan experience it was like three or four months ago um, that was like a four hour long podcast and he just goes into like the deepest, darkest shit about his life and like how he feels about like pressures from society. And, uh, and it was the first time I'd ever listened to a podcast that got that real. You know what I mean? Like that hit so many different levels 
of like feelings and everything you'd laugh you'd cry you'd hear an amazing story and then you'd like feel some sort of connection to his like personal life that he's like dealt with that's fucked up like all around an amazing episode but it was like i had a pretty big breaking point where i like i fucking got home from work i was depressed for like a couple of days before that i had like started listening to it uh, before it got really dark and heavy into the episode and i remember i getting off work coming home having a couple of drinks putting that on and i ended up like just i fucking grabbed a chair my bottle of jameson sat it out in the middle of my yard the moon was out shining bright i fucking played that podcast and drank half of a bottle of whiskey to myself and fell asleep outside Oh, wow. Um, Can I ask you a question for that kind of situation? I've always wondered this because, you know, as depressed people as we are from these situations, do you ever think that's a little bit of a moment of like where you're trying to get attention, but it's also you being extremely depressed (laughs) in the process? It's like, yeah, that takes me back to, you know, when I was younger, I feel like there were times I would do that similar, Mm -hmm. like a similar thing if you will obviously like, not with alcohol <laughs> no definitely with alcohol like, oh okay so this isn't that far back then no this is like high school and like college like gotcha okay yeah where i do that sort of thing and like want you know i'd want somebody to feel sorry for me so i like you know i'd act in that way and i would get you know somebody to feel sorry for me but in that instance it was nobody nobody around just me it was like i was trying to get i was trying to give myself attention you know what i mean it was like right understandable yeah i don't know what it was and what you know why i just did but that like that moment and that podcast and listening to him was actually one of the bigger moments in my life in the most recent years or recent months if you will like just as far as like learning more about myself and how I cope and, you know, um, and that's pretty much when I decided that it was time to start doing my streaming and start doing this podcast and get this shit started. And I mean, that was, that was it. That was the beginning. Of it. And like, I'm glad I had that, that moment because it, um, it was bad. It was a bad moment. I was fucking crying all night long, but like, you know, I came it got out you to it. the place where you were and look at you now. Yeah. You right, got exactly. dudes that are following you like you're a god on fucking streaming. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I could, wouldn't say that, but like... I w- okay, God is probably a little bit strong, but there are definitely some strong followers and they definitely appreciate you streaming. They definitely right, appreciate yeah. hanging out with you. And that's yeah. a cool-ass fucking thing to have. And from yeah. a turning point of having such a situation, such a dark road, and then flipping... And just start being busy, just getting your mind racing. I think that's really what it is at the end of the day, is just to get your mind moving off other shit than fucking work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was, it was a bad experience that turned into greatness because here we are and here, you know, I am doing what I do and I'm in my fucking little whatever you call this oasis of paradise. Yeah so there you go yeah i mean i'm i kind of had the same the same draft in a sense i mean i'm not dealing with necessarily how your story pre-tale pre was pre-told 
a few over the course of a few months of your life, but mine, I mean, I'm constantly dealing with uh, depression probably about yearly, you know, um, myself, you know, I don't, I don't think I stopped being depressed and it, it's only because of my own nature. I know that. And that's like the hardest thing to remember and also to accept. It's like, I'm the only one that puts myself in that funk. And that's why like when I can, I try to get myself out of it and I deal with it constantly every single fucking day. And I think that's dealing with losing three family members. I lost right. three, three people dear to me within a month and a week's time. First, yeah. it started with my grandmother passing. When was and this? Th this was probably two or three years ago. I don't remember exactly the date. Um, and I, I haven't. Think, I think it was 2017. Was it 2017? I think so. You're probably right on that. That sounds right. So I lost all these people. And like, first it was my grandma who was basically my life. Um, she was basically my mom. I, mean, I love that. I, I went and visited you at your grandma's a couple of times. You were staying there for a while. So I know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She was, she was my everything, man. I, uh, she, she was that woman that loved to like, she, she treated me like I was super smart. Anytime she had like some basic computer problem, cause she loved trying to stay up with advanced technology. And like, it would just be as simple as a control alt delete cause her fucking computer froze. <laughs> but she'd be like, KJ, you're so smart and so wonderful. I appreciate you coming over. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it until I was 25 years old and thank God I had an understanding girlfriend. Um, but I would still go over there on the weekends and hang out with her. Like she was my everything. Yeah. But yeah, she passed away and we had to decide whether or not we were going to pull the plug on her. And that was pretty difficult. That's right. Uh, Really yeah, rough. it was. I had a lot of acceptance because I, I just knew that I was okay with her before she passed. I didn't have one of those things where I felt like, hey, I wish we could have said one last thing to each other or anything like that. I was completely right. content with how she passed on. Not how she passed, but like me and her were good. With that being said, like that one really kind of hit me in the coconuts, but months later. And then uh, not but a month later, my uncle who lived with her basically the majority of his life because he was homeless for about three to five years not only that had his own place for a little bit tried to survive with a job but his his growing up life kind of fucked him up so he lived with my grandmother anyways not but a month after that he ends up dying from uh, an overdose don't know how but that was the first time i think you were with me actually mm -hmm. when this all happened my uncle that was also living with uh, my grandmother at the time. He had me clean out my uncle's room. And that was the first time I smelled death. Do you remember this at all? <laughs> yeah. That was the first time I ever smelled death in my life because we had to take his bed. I guess he was there marinating for a little bit. If you can put it that way. I hope that's not like too did, dark. Did you say, <laughs> did you say <laughs> marinating? <laughs> I did say Meredith. He he knows I'm saying that with love. He was a cool ass dude. But anyways, yeah, your your uncle was dope, man. He was, but anyways, um, he was uh, we we smelled death because we had to take his bed out. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And so that was just an intense moment. And then not but a week later after that, my father dies from a cocaine overdose in a hotel room, and me and him were not on good terms. So from all that happening within a month and a week's time. How could you even think? 
How can you yes. process? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think I think I remember even like shortly after that, you were in between a job and you actually came and got a job at where I worked and you had so much going on that you just like, I mean, you tried to get it. You tried to find a new job so you could take your mind off of shit, but like you still just hadn't even processed everything yet. Like I think so. I remember you having a pretty bad anxiety attack um, at that time as well because of that. That's where I was actually going right after this is that. Yeah. I actually did. I had a uh, pretty fucking severe anxiety attack. Uh, I've never felt it before in my life. It happened probably five times in the course of my life since uh, my family all passed away. I'm doing a lot better now, obviously, but it still is in the brain. I don't think you ever change. Do you know what I'm saying? Like It's, it's right. not like you can go back to your old self. I don't believe you can. And from that, I actually saw this amazing quote today. It actually helped me out. And I'm glad this is the episode we're talking about it, but it goes like this. Trauma permanently changes us. This is the big scary truth about trauma. There is no such thing as getting over it. The five stages of grief model marks universal stages in learning to accept loss. But the reality is in fact much bigger. A major life disruption leaves a new normal in its wake. There is no Back to the old me. You are different now. Full stop. This is not a wholly negative thing. Healing from trauma can also mean finding new strength and joy. The goal of healing is not papering over the changes in an effort, but it's to preserve or present things as normal. It is to acknowledge and wear your new life, warts, wisdom, and all with courage. By Catherine Woodwiss. Hearing that, it kind of blew my fucking mind because for years until I I saw that quote for years since they've passed away, I thought that like, I wanted to go back to the old me. Where's the old me. And hearing that, I know that there is no, there's not going to be an old me. I am who I am now. And I have to accept that. And that was a hard pill to swallow. But with that being said, like, I dealt with all those passings so quick and so abruptly, I couldn't think straight. And with two of them, we couldn't even afford a funeral. So like, and we didn't even have anything for like a closing, no grievance, no hanging out and mourning the loss. We didn't have none of that. We just kind of moved the fuck on. Do you wish you would have done something? I do. I do. And I don't. Some people could have done a lot to help us but it never got to that point because we were, we were struggling, you know, three, uh, three people passing like, and two of them, like we said, we couldn't even do nothing. So yeah, I definitely would have liked to have seen something, but I'm okay with it. And I think my family probably is too. It just sucks of how we had a situation go down that I don't want to get involved in talking about, but everything could have went better. Let's just put it that way. And with that being said, I turned into a lot of depression I've turned into a lot of whole new fucking things. I was like, I'm like fucking an ogre from Shrek and like layers of onions are coming off of me right now. Like I'm learning a whole new side of me. That's like, you know, the sad side that I don't like, you know, um, you know, from it is, like I said uh, earlier, brushing my teeth, um, not seeing family that much uh, energy to do anything, sometimes nothing at all. Just sitting right. on the fucking couch is sometimes exertion enough. And that's right. Yeah. 
And like, all I want to do is try to walk outside or go longboarding or whatever. And it's like, I can't even do that anymore. And it's so shitty to feel that way. And I just want to get my energy back to do that. But with that being said, how I coped with all of this loss, because I had a lot of panic attacks. And like Jake was saying, I had a pretty bad breakdown when I got hired. I, my family just passed away and I literally just got this job and I got nothing on my brain other than my family. I remember I tried really hard. I hung out with Jake at break. You know, I smoked a cigarette for the first time in like fucking three (laughs) years, which was crazy. I don't know why. I think my nerves were just shot to shit. I don't even know how I finished out that shift, honestly. But I remember like I tried to hang out with you and your neighbor or your roommate or whoever it was at the time. And then I went home and I remember like it was so difficult. And the following day when I had to show up for work, I started having a panic attack. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to do nothing. And like, I didn't, I I couldn't handle nobody. I didn't want to be around nobody. My girlfriend ends up taking me to the hospital because that's what I feel like is my final fucking thing to do. So we go to the hospital and I don't have insurance, obviously. And yeah, I mean, so this is America. <laughs> I don't have any insurance. I end up going to the ER. I talk to a few nurses. I uh, explain them my story. Their heart's breaking because they see me breaking down. I'm crying in the fucking room. They wanted to give me anxiety meds. They wanted to see if that could help me. Uh, and no disrespect to anybody that takes medication to prescribe or help. However, I'm trying to explain it to help their brain chemically fucking work properly however you want to put it to make you feel better whatever i don't fucking knock that at all in the least bit but at the time i did not want pills to control me and at the time as well with me not having insurance i was going to have that whole script done and then how the fuck was i getting a second one how was i getting another script that shit was going to be in my body and then i was going to get all sorts of fucked up Right. Because I don't pay, have it. Yeah, to pay three, four hundred dollars for a one month script. Yeah. Right. And so, that's that's you know, sometimes that's just not really an option for people. So no, it's not. So with that being said, I was sitting there thinking to myself, and I, I I'm glad I was I had that common sense in my brain at the time. I just thought, let me figure out other ways of learning to cope. So I called like a priest and I tried to get somebody that's like a grieving counselor to talk to me for free. That worked maybe one time. The guy Hmm. never called back, unfortunately, which is okay. He never called back? Yeah, the preacher never called back. Uh, Okay. Yeah. And then the grieving counselor that I went to, that never really worked out. That was just weird because all they wanted to really do was talk about like my losses and like, I feel like I had a lot of more fucking dark roads that I wanted to talk about. And that's all they were pushing towards. Cause I guess that's all they're meant to be talking about. If you yeah, will, yeah. it's probably government funded or some shit. Grievance counselors. Yes. Yeah. I mean, exactly. So with all that being said, I just started doing some research and what I found out is keeping your mind and yourself busy and trying new things. So what I did was, is I, I started meditating. I found this app that was amazing. Forgive me. I'll throw it in the comments or something once I can remember it. But this app saved me. It was just a 14-day trial. And then after that, I just kept repeating it because I'm broke, you know. 
I ended up doing this for 14 days. I started, I practiced it for about three months and I got a completely different mindset. My mind was clearer. I was more at ease. I could focus and everything. It was amazing. I wish I would have never stopped doing the meditation, but with that being so for, said, I st- for, for anybody who, for anybody who is new or hasn't tried it and wants to try it or anything like that. Do you have any tips for, for people as far yes. as meditating? Yes, I do. So the one thing is, is I feel that everybody kind of mocks that style of where people believe they got to sit Indian style on a pillow or something like that. You don't have to do that at all. Sit down on either a comfortable chair, nothing that reclines, just something that can keep your back straight and, and your legs straight and where you can feel at most comfortable but keep your body to where it's like at that L shape, if that makes sense. And once you do that, meditate like that. That's the one thing I would say take out of it. Because when I started meditating, I immediately thought that I had to sit Indian style, fucking all this and that. And it's probably because I'm very uneducated in anything else that has to do with meditation. But that's the one thing that I know that um, really helped me because I was scared that I was doing something wrong. Not only that, it's completely normal to be in your head day one, two, three, four, five, six, and so on. It's completely normal. At some point, you will break out of that, and you will start to focus on your breathing and you counting. Um, it really is a powerful tool. It can, it can really harness a lot of good energy and positive energy inside you. So right, like, highly- like manif- manifesting, if you will, like there you go yes taking these these concepts that you want to accomplish or or or, you know just you know maybe an idea that you want to that you believe that you want to then like put into practice or what you know however you want to put it like taking those things focusing on them drawing them into yourself and then like exhaling them out outward and like manifesting that into your reality like it helps so much. I mean, in the way that you said it probably is a very intricate way that I, I can't explain, but thank you. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's such a powerful tool, man. And it can be used. Oh man. I don't know. I regret ever stopping. I, that's all I can say. I wish I studied it more um, right. and focused on it a hell of a lot more than I do or that I did than I did. It really got me out of, that funk that I was in and I was really okay for a while. Unfortunately though, I will not lie. I just, it's hard for me to be around people anymore. Unfortunately, I don't know why, but it's really hard for me to be around people. Probably something that me and a therapist should talk about, but. Like, um, like you have trouble talking with them or you like get anxiety around people or. it's a little bit of everything, man. There's times where I feel like if I go into a room, there's somebody looking to kill somebody, or am I in the next shooting that's going to happen in the city? That's the, my, that's the wearing, uh, that's a little bit of where my anxiety goes to, like in my head, okay. I can't, I can't help it. It just is what it is. Cause I don't want to die. And I love life. I mean, I know dying is inevitable and at some point I'm going to pass away, but as my boy says, Mr. Washington and tenant, when somebody asked him, how, how would you like to die? He said old. That was dope as fuck. He, this dude's asking him, how would you like to die today? And my dude comes back with old. 
Like that's janky <laughs> as fuck. So like uh not now. Right, right. I just I don't know. I don't even know where I was getting at at that point. Yeah, I just I want to die old. I, and I have an unfortunate part to where I feel that anytime that I walk outside, something might or might not happen. The majority of the time that I go outside and I go to the store and I do this or I do that, I'm completely fine. I know this. And I come back home. I know this too. But it's still fucking hard to walk out that door sometimes. Right. Yeah. And that sucks because I'm 29 years old feeling that kind of mental breakdown just to go and buy some oranges at the fucking mire. <laughs> right. Know? No, I, I, uh, I feel you on that too. Cause there's a lot of times where I'll psych myself out and like, this is, you know, before COVID. So like, don't, you know, get it twisted, but I'm um, like, like going and like hanging out at somebody's house for a get together or a party or something like that like going to see my girlfriend's family, things like that. Like I get pretty bad anxiety in those sorts of situations to where like, like I'm so frantic and like, I can't get my shit together. Cause I'm just like freaking out. You know what I mean? And like, it gets, it gets, it gets rough sometimes trying to just even, you know, get together with your friends. Cause I'm so like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to do. Like, how do I act? Like, I feel like that's some Ricky Bobby shit, you know, like Talladega <laughs> Nights. Like, what do I do with my hands? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that way all the time around people. And like, it's funny because I'll mention this to like somebody and my girlfriend or something. They're like, what do you mean? You like do so well around people and like, you know, most of the time you seem to be able to interact with anybody pretty easily. And I'm like, I make it seem I'm, that way. <laughs> I'm glad you think that it's really hard. <laughs> like, I like, actually stress it. I probably lose some weight from doing this. I'm like sweating my brain balls. goes into overtime. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it gets rough sometimes just trying to even communicate with friends, you know? So, I mean, that, and that's, that's probably a big part of why I'm terrible at like, texting and like answering or calling people back or like responding to them on facebook messenger or whatever like i'm really bad just as an fyi i'm really bad at it so we forgive you thanks <laughs> you're welcome i mean um, when, when, uh, when you get like that though when you get in those like those states what what do you do to like help yourself kind of overcome that feeling you know well it depends i mean i'll have days honestly where i will just wake up and i'll start crying just happens i can't help myself so when that kind of happens i i kind of try to find something positive because like i said i don't do the uh, meditation no more so i go with like something that i am excited to talk about which is influencers um people that have like influenced the fuck out of me basically my entire life Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, my, my man, <laughs> my man, my man. Yeah. That's pretty much, yeah, that's how I feel too. And that's how I think that's for me, that's the biggest thing that gets me thinking clearly is 
finding that thing that I enjoy, those people, those movies, those music that uh, takes my mind to another place and allows me to, I mean, essentially it's doing the same thing that meditation does. It, it, it gets your brain to thinking about something else. Right. Yeah. Gets you transitioning other than the stress that you're fucking inducing almost fucking hourly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So no, I, I agree. Like what, what's some of the shit that you watch? What's some of the shit that uh, gets you like out of that funk? So I would say there's like, sometimes, sometimes I go back and I watch a TV show that I know is going to make me happy. Um, and usually that show ends up being that 70s show. Okay. Pretty much any given time, no matter We're what all state. All right. We're all all right. Hello, right. Just hearing that, you know, just. Right. I watch, I, I put it on and immediately I'm just like, boom, I'm in, into the show, thinking about the show. I'm not thinking about anything else. Like, I think that's probably my number one TV show, my go-to if I'm feeling down if I'm feeling like lost, it's like, I put that on. I, it's like being home again. You know what I mean? I feel that. It, it, the, the foreman house, the foreman house is, you know, a second home to me. I know. Somebody's I, getting a foot up somebody's <laughs> ass. That's what I know. <laughs> and it, and it better, it better not be, better not be Eric. No. You know, it's always Eric. It's always fucking Eric. Even when it's not Eric, it's fucking Eric. Dude. Yeah. Oh so uh, yeah, so I it that's a that's a go-to for me. I just can't I can't feel bad or sad when I watch that show. That's a good one. I got a movie actually that does that for me, and immediately it's just you know it gets me. And oh man, so like I want to come into this one strong, and Here I don't go. know how to do this. Except for like singing, and I'm obviously a terrible singer. I'm not famous for that shit. But like, no, you're not. <laughs> God damn. But it's, I'm gonna do it anyway because that's who I am. You, you gotta let it. me fly. I'm a goddamn peacock. All right. So it goes like sweet emotion. Do you know, know this, what, sir? I know what this is. All right, what movie is this? Dazed and Confused. Yes, fucking sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah, that bitch is rolling a joint in the in the in the car. Yeah, and they're all they're all meeting up like. For Dude, somebody's dropping pills at the fucking water fountain or some yeah, shit, or probably dropping yeah. acid, whichever one it might have been. Yep. But, dude, it was that movie right there. Like, even though I did not grow up in that 70s time, I wish I fucking did. You felt it in every way, shape, and fucking form in that movie. And I loved it so goddamn much. A fantastic movie. You can't. So, like, I walk in there. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. But, like, just watching the fucking movie, just immediately, once you hear that song. Because I'm not even a fan of Aerosmith. I'll be honest. I don't don't care. They got a couple good hits, but I don't (laughs) care other than that. But anyways, that song, that moment, you will flip one fucking 80. One motherfucking 80. If you're sad, that movie will change you with that song coming on. 
I and obviously, that. if you have a bowl packed as well, that really does help with that. Movie. Right. You should God. be smoking weed when you watch that fucking movie, though. <laughs> Every day when George Washington would get home, Mrs. Washington <laughs> would have a fat joint waiting for him. <laughs> they grow fields of that shit. God, that movie's so good. <laughs> it's, it really is. And if you haven't seen that movie, please do the world a favor and watch it because it's fantastic. You'll be better for it. You'll be better for it as well. Absolutely. Everything about it's great. The dialogue is great. The acting is great. The uh, costumes are great. Everything, the music. I mean, you can't, there's nothing bad or wrong about that movie in any way, shape, or form. No. You got a joint, man? No, I don't smoke. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Are you cool, man? Um, Yeah. He means do you smoke pot? Oh. I've never, I never had before. God. (laughs) Ah, such a good movie. Do you remember that? Do you remember the main character just fucking always flipping his goddamn hair, dude? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the fucking time. Get out of here. So that kid, um, he actually, so he starred in another movie that's one of my other favorite movies called Waking Life. You ever heard about that movie? I can't say that I have. Have you ever heard of A Scanner Darkly? Of course I have. It's re- it's Richard Linklater, the dude that made fucking Dazed and Confused. Exactly. So another, yeah, so another one of his movies that's also one of my other favorite movies is Waking Life. It is done in the same fashion as A Scanner Darkly. It was his, it came out before A Scanner Darkly. So it was probably his late baby. It was his first one. Um, it was after Days and Confused, though. I'm saying his first an- animation in that form yeah, was his yeah. baby. And what it's about is it's that it's got that kid, the lead lead character from that uh, Days and Confused. It's got him where basically he wakes up. He feels like he's dreaming, and he like keeps coming across these random characters. All of a sudden, you know how dreams are where you're just like all of a sudden doing something or talking to somebody. You don't know how you got there or where you're going. You're just there experiencing that moment, right? And the whole movie is like him going through these different instances of just like him coming to talking to somebody or doing somebody like these random people he's never met before. And it's all like philosophical shit. Every time he's like talking to somebody, they're like talking about some crazy philosophical shit. And each time he wakes up, the animation gets like weirder and crazier and less defined and more abstract. It's a really good movie. Okay. Yeah, no, I haven't heard of it, but I will definitely watch that because I I do love that director. But another one of mine... Richard Linklater? Yes, I believe that's how you pronounce it. That is his name. Okay, cool. Another movie of mine that I love so much that actually just, it gets me in the feels. Honestly, it makes me cry every time, but like I'm okay with his tears because it's a beautiful movie, but it's called Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh. Do you know this movie? You showed me this movie. Yeah, I love this movie so much. It's all about beautiful music. This guy, he is a music teacher. It wasn't his plan. He wanted to write an opus. And so when he uh basically you go through his life 
a magnum from, opus huh is that what it's called magnum opus or magnus opus something like that i didn't even know i just call it when i when i watched that movie as a kid i used to just call it mr holland's opus or opus or you know i didn't call it opus you know the uh the correct pronunciation i think it's my magnum opus well i mean the movie's called mr holland's opus i what you're talking about i think is um, yeah magnum opus it's the term it's why it's called opus right a magnum opus is a large and important work of art music or literature especially one regarded as the most important work of that said artist. Okay. So that's, that's what it is. It's Mr. Holland's. So that was his lifetime work. So yeah, that's probably why I cry so fucking much at the end of that movie. Now knowing what I know, like it it is actually a beautiful movie. It's so powerful in so many ways. And it's probably one I'll never forget. (laughs) It's just so fucking good. And it gets me out of a fucking little sad funk as well. That one I have a I have a side note that's connected to this. So there's a movie similar, uh, kind of similar, r- roughly similar that I actually watched recently. And I forgot I watched this two nights ago, and I forgot that this movie also is probably one of those movies that gets me out of funk because I've seen it so many times and it never gets old. But Walk Hard, a Dewey Cox story. Oh, dude, <laughs> you were talking about Magnum Opus, and I was just like, oh. It reminds me of his like magnum opus, which is the the song he plays at the end of the movie, called "A Beautiful Ride." But <clears throat> it's great because it just like it just goes through like his whole life, you know what I mean? And it's like the culmination of everything that he's went through in his life. I love that movie. I do too. Take take my hand, take my hand. We gonna this music is pump. an outrage. <laughs> oh my god fucking preacher vomits all in his hand and shit <laughs> there's so much good to that movie i wish i we know I what you know mean something. when you say take my hand it's not it's about holding hands you know who's got hands the devil the devil and he uses them for holding <laughs> so goofy dude wrong kid dad wrong kid dad <laughs> oh, dude. Dewey, you don't want no part of this shit. What is it? This here's Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, it's such yeah, a good fucking movie. It is. It actually is. And Feel for cult classic. And, yes, it is. Absolutely. 2007 is when that came out. So I actually I started doing some research about it. I was like, man. The music in this movie is actually really well written, right? It's all it's all John C. Riley, my dude. I know, right? It's and all so John like, C. fucking Riley. Well, I was looking into who wrote the music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this guy named uh, Michael. Fuck, what's his name? Michael. Something. It's all right if you can't remember right now. Yeah. Um. So he actually. So that movie was made by Judd Apatow and uh, Jake something. Uh, Jake, Jake Caston. I believe it yes. is. K A S D A N. Mm-hmm. Right. So Jake Casden or whatever it is worked with that same dude uh, for some other movies. He actually worked with him on Freaks and Geeks as well. What, what, ah, oh, man, that's another one I can't think of right now, but. Well, what's another one of your influencers while, uh, while you're trying to think? Or as we could say, just searching on the interweb. 
It's another uh, one of your influencers that you like. I'm going to go into some music. Okay. Because uh, for me, music is the biggest influence in my life. Well, let me go into my honorable mentions at least. Let's yeah, just go into okay. That. So, That's cool. So I, so I have a couple YouTubers that I actually truly enjoy. Okay. Uh, Babish is one of them. He is a uh, YouTube chef, and he is quite amazing. Like He started literally by himself with like a tripod, I believe like real nice camera. He knows how to edit all that shit. Well, anyways, that's me getting into him, but he used to, he cooks every week and he does something that's off of a specific movie or a TV show. And it is amazing. Every single time he recreates dishes from movies and TV, uh, the TV shows um, that we, that viewers send to him. But right. yeah, it's so fucking good. Another one is uh, Good Mythical Morning. Have you ever heard of them? Yes. Okay, so I'm a big fan of Good Mythical Morning. They they got me out of that funk as well. I found them at the right time when uh, my family passed away. My brother actually got me on to Good Mythical Morning, and they helped immensely because they're, they're two grown men that are all about trying to be positive. And right. it's so cool how they do it because they try to be kid-friendly but also have adult innuendo in it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they, they do a little bit of both. Huh? I'm not, not that, that smart sp- yet. What, uh, to catch innuendos? No, to incorporate innuendos and be kid-friendly. Right. If I would, <laughs> I'd be a billionaire by now. Maybe maybe when I'm a dad, I'll understand better. But Right now? Fuck out of here. Fuck. Another one <laughs> of my favorites that literally gets me through anything that I go through is Kevin Smith. True. I can't like that man, Jane Silent Bob, Strike Back, Jane Silent Bob Reboot, Dogma, Chasing Amy, Clerks, Clerks 2, Jersey Girl, Tusk, kind of. Um, you know, kind Yoga of. Hosers, kind of. They're not my favorite, but I mean, that's him trying to adventure off to something different. But I will still yeah. watch them because I respect him so much as a uh, as an artist. He's He's so amazing and not only that he tr- he's kind of a stand-up comic as well and he performs a lot of q a's during uh or after his movie premieres or he'll do like a concert hall and it's really fucking cool um just what he's b- went through in his life and what he can talk about and how funny he is but he's a real inspiration of mine and he's kind of the reason that like i want to be on podcasting he started that shit he was literally the fucking pioneer you can hear joe rogan talk about this shit I swear to you, go listen to Joe Rogan on his podcast with Kevin Smith. He was one of the early starters of fucking podcasts back in 06, 07. Was Kevin Smith right. with Scott Mosier called Smodcast. It was so fucking good and so brilliant. And I remember that shit so vividly because I was such a fan at that time. But um So what what was what was Smodcast? What like what was it about? So Smodcast was just them kind of rifting. You know, it was an array of topics, kind of like us or anybody that kind of, you know, is spitting out shit for podcasting. But like they would just talk about experiences they had throughout movies. And uh, it was called Smodcast. I don't I'm guessing podcast was, you know, the cast was the end of that. But Smod was uh, Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier. That's that they kind of just intertwined their names and, you know, came up with Smodcast. So they have bunches of episodes. I don't know if they do them now. 
I know that you can go still listen to them, but you have to pay like a small fee, which isn't that big of a deal if you're a fan. But they were they were so good. I would I would actually highly recommend you going and listening to them because like that was one of the original fucking podcasts when when this all fucking started. And it was yeah. it was yeah it's it's phenomenal. I couldn't say much more. Uh, unfortunately, I don't listen to it anymore. I would love to listen back to it, but yeah, good shit, very much good shit. Yeah, I uh, I never really got into podcasts until maybe like um, like three years ago, four, probably like four years ago. And even then, like I feel like I'm still so out of the loop on all the podcasts that are out there mainly because i only listen to a few anyway so but i love it i love it i love the idea of it and that's why that's why we're doing this because you know i think it's an important and i think it's important thing for 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 everybody really you know i always feel like i said uh to you before you know you never know who the hell this is going to reach right yeah you never know if it's going to reach somebody that really needs to hear it or whatever the situation may be that's why i feel not podcasts aren't only important for that reason there's obviously there's obviously educational purpose and there's you know stories and etc whatever the fuck the genre might be in podcasting it's very important it's like we're going back to 1920 that's what i love it's It's like like radio shows you know it it really is and i love that so fucking much because people back in the day used to just sit around a big ass fucking speaker and listen to somebody tell stories right yeah you know so yep i think i think the basis of it all is just the fact that like language is is the number one way that we are able to communicate as humans and it goes back to you know probably ancient times where you know our ancestors fucking sat around fires telling each other stories and shit like probably no drama there and if drama happened you'd probably get bashed in the head with a skull type shit but i'm probably going to caveman days is what i'm thinking yeah, I mean, shit. Right. I mean, that's how, like, a lot of, like, ancient cultures, like Native Americans and, like, different indigenous peoples uh, all over the world, like, that's how everything in their culture has been passed down is by word of mouth through those times where they sit and they get together I think it's trial and, and error their by the story. Right. I think it's trial and error by stories. It's kind of like how cavemen, like, me and my, uh, me and my lady were talking about this the other day how a cave woman gave birth at some point like the first time they had no idea how it was going to work they probably killed multiple women because they thought they had to rip it out at this time or that time or whatever the fuck the situation might be do you I see mean, what i'm saying right. yes in some instances but also i'm not saying time. in such a detailed uh sense but i'm saying like at some point a woman was killed because they did not understand properly how to get that baby out that's what i'm saying i mean yeah all right kind of but if you want to look at it from the standpoint of we were if you want to maternally no no, like we evolved like so apes give birth they know what they know what that is they know what giving birth is right so as we evolved 
You know what I mean? It's not like we didn't. I know see what, what you're saying. I'm just. It's not like we didn't know what giving birth was. You know I'm what I mean? It's saying, like, what is yeah, this? But I'm not thing? saying that. What is there's like? You well, know? that's the thing. You're telling me you don't think there was some fucking caveman that sat there and fucked up and accidentally killed his wife because he didn't understand the the whole fucking you know situation. There wasn't nearly as much population probably back then as there was today. So right. I no, don't there, know. There definitely wasn't. No. So I we've, I don't we've know. Man. More than I just doubled feel that there was our like... population in. Here's here's a crazy thing for you. We've more than doubled our population in less than a hundred years. That's fucking insane. Yep. These teenagers need to quit fucking so much. No, it's like cats. It's, it's them old people. Bro. Spray and neuter your cats, man. It's the old people. They didn't know any better at the time. Which, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They didn't know any better that uh, we were going to get to a point. Birth 14 kids. And that that would be a burden upon the earth to provide resources for them. They probably had no idea. Uh, we're going to create a big, happy family. 14 kids later, ozone's all fucked up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they had no idea. Fucking chickens walking around with no goddamn head this is going to get into a touchy subject but like i think it's irresponsible to have children unless you want to have a kid like one one kid i don't i don't want to sound like communist china or anything but like at some point we got to be like hey you, you can't be you you, you can't be you having need to kids. Nip it in the butt you need to nip this in the butt you know, like, where's the cutoff? Because, like... Because we have a movie called Cheaper by the Dozen. So, apparently, a dozen is not a cutoff. We don't have enough resources to keep doing this for eternity. Right? The Earth will literally just... We won't exist anymore. Something will happen, and the Earth will keep existing, but we won't. Thankfully, it won't happen in my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't Maybe bet not. on it, bro. If I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet against. If I was, if I was a betting man. Yep. No, I feel that. And honorable mentions for music. So go into that. Like, what music gets you out of that fucking funk, my man? We were Papa talking Desi. about. Okay, I think we were talking earlier, and you were looking something up. I don't remember, but yeah, Papa I was, Desi, I was looking up. I was looking up a movie thing, and I'm not even worried about it. Um, but Papa Dozio, so. That gets you in your feels all the time. Was that your number one, your numero uno? Yes. There's just something about the sound that they create that it mentally just, helps you. It just sends vibrations through my whole body that like makes me feel okay. It's hard to describe. Good. It's no, hard I'm to sure describe so- because the biggest part about it is I listen to their live music and their live sets, and there's so many. Um, just like the Grateful Dead, you know, how there's so many shows to listen to and they're all different. Same thing with me, because there's there's certain songs that are played live that have certain moments in them that are like my favorite moments of music, period. Like it's it's hard to describe, but there's just like they'll jam into something and then they'll like there's this part Transition. of the jam. No, there's just like this melody that they play in the middle of their jam that is just amazing and it hits you and it feels and everything like that. And like, 
can find so many different moments like that in their music, especially their live music, that it's just, I mean, it's almost like an infinite field of picking flowers, if that makes sense. Like you just, you stop and you're like, oh, this flower is similar to this flower, but it's different, you know, and okay. they're both beautiful. And like, it's just well, they, but they have different similarities. Yeah. And there's just so many moments in their music like that that just like hits me and I'm like, yo, this is, this is it right here. Like, and the feeling is so different sometimes. Like sometimes the feeling is like, yo, this is, this is the feeling of being reunited with a friend. This is the feeling of, of losing, you know, a pet and then finding, you know, finding that one thing that they used to love that now you hold on to and cherish like it's so weird how like these sounds can provide feelings does that make sense like it's it's interesting and mind-blowing it very much is i don't i don't know the feeling that you're going you get through them i know a feeling that i have that's kind of neutral to that or at least similar and that's through uh bob marley's music Mm. anything that he has ever probably played i've more than likely heard i've listened to i listened to that man solid for like (laughs) a year or two years straight i didn't Um, really want to listen to anything else you got me listening to bob Marley. do you remember um you remember your your shed yes the uh the uh the old cd player that your dad had in there oh yeah gosh man we would put on your Bob Marley CD and we'd sneak off into your dad's shed and smoke pot. Fucking good times. <laughs> I mean, I remember your, what you keep above the door. Is that where you kept the flashlight? The, bowl? the, the flashlight? light. No, the light. The light. And yeah, there was a bowl right there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Time. Yeah. That was, that was, I remember that was probably my first introduction to Bob Marley. Well, then that was a good way of doing it. <laughs> I ain't mad at that way at all. <laughs> no, no doubt. No doubt. He, yeah, like his, his his lyrics are good. And like he, I I didn't know until I heard it, but, or until somebody told me that Bob Marley is actually religious music. Absolutely. Yes. I did not know that. He, um, he talks about praising God all the time. It might That's not necessarily be the biblical holy bible god that we're all thinking about but i mean it is it, it is. is and it isn't That's like it is, it is it is because it's like it's the same god essentially essentially i think this is all by based based opinion here but let's not go deep down this fucking well i mean it's connected in the same like realm background if you right will. okay we'll say that we'll say that so we don't get deep down that fucking hole but right. yes, I agree 100%. And uh, I guess that's a good way of putting it. But listening to that, that's probably the most beautiful gospel music. Or if you don't even want to call it gospel, reggae, whatever the fuck you want to call it, religious music, I don't care. I love that music so much. And it touched my soul and it kept my heart calm. And because of him, because of just listening to that all the time, I started to believe in karma and effect. And it okay. truly worked for me for a while until I didn't believe in the power. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I remember there was I mean, this one time 
me and you were smoking in my fucking Lumina. We had very little weed and we were just chilling, listening to Bob Marley. My neighbor from across the street comes on over. He's like, hey, man, listen, my, my lady don't like this weed in the house. You want to smoke real quick? I said, yeah, sure. He does it as quick as he can. We're sitting there trying to conversate. Do you remember this at all? Yeah, yeah, yep. We're sitting there trying to conversate and whatnot real quick, but he's just real quick to smoke and just get the fuck out of there. He's like, hey, man, y'all can keep this. I'm out. Like, okay, not a problem. We turn on the fucking luminum light after he leaves, and it's like an eighth of fucking weed. Yeah. I was so happy, and I was like, fuck yeah, dude. We were almost out of weed, and we got some fucking pot. So I believed in karma and effect so deeply, and it was because I was so nice to somebody earlier that day that pissed me off. I just remember trying to practice that so much and so patiently that it actually worked off or it paid off. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, and, and to kind of go into like back into the uh, Bob Marley, like religious music, like that's kind of how I feel about Papadocio sometimes. That's funny to say, but uh, it's not a lot funny of the- to say it's how you feel. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of the lyrics that they do talk about are, um, I would say, spiritual um, in the sense that um, it talks about, like, religious concepts, but relating it to a way of tying it into the earth and how humans are connected to each other and the earth. You know what I mean? I do. And how it's all a big one, one big cycle. Um, Okay. So yeah, that's just just touching into that. But I mean, there's so so much music that gives me great feeling. Um, uh, Tycho, I don't know if you've ever heard of Tycho. Tycho is another one of those artists that gives me gives me the feels, makes yeah. me uh, makes me think about things in a different aspect and take a step back and you know reevaluate some things and you know move forward that's good man i like i uh I, i'm never i don't i've probably heard taika but i couldn't tell you if i did i've probably heard songs from hanging out with you or you wanted to show me this fucking tasty jam you know one day but uh one for me would have to be probably action bronson i love that guy so much he's not only just a rapper but he's also a um chef and he's just like a whiz in the fucking kitchen and and he is one of my favorite fucking people right now. The bars that he spits are just phenomenal. He he gives you little hints and little little fucking tiffs and tasks, if you will. I right. don't know how to explain Action Bronson. Go listen or go read up on him on XXL or some shit. But I love some Action Bronson so fucking much. And that goes right along into like the card of like Run the Jewels and Outcast. Those two uh, right yeah. there. Yeah, those two right there. Like, first, I'll start uh, with RTJ. Did not know who they were at all. Had no idea. Listened to them one time from the Tiny Desk concert. Have you ever heard of that, Jake? Yeah. All right. So, they have these Tiny Desk concerts on NPR, and it's where, like, either a band or a performer, an art, whatever, will get and perform for the uh, people at NPR or the office and run the jewels did an episode. And that was the first time I ever heard them. And I remember LP sitting there just drinking whiskey 
and it was the coolest was. fucking shit. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. <clears throat> and I just remember that. And I was so entranced and so in awe by these guys. And I could not stop listening to it. So from there, it became an addiction. And I bought RTJ one, two, three, four, got the majority of them on vinyl. They also have another one that was a fundraiser, I believe, for animals, which was called Meow the Jewels. And that's where they did, I believe, Run the Jewels, either one or two. I believe it's one. And they just did uh, kitty cat beats uh, in the background. And it was so fucking cool. They are some of the most amazing performers because I got to see him last year, actually, with Jake and his lady. Yeah, yeah that, that was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, before COVID, what a time. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Anyways I, rem- I just fucking loved it. I remember there was this one point where LP actually made like grown ass men, women of all sorts, just cry. Cause he talks about this close friend that passed away and he told everybody to close his eyes and etc., And just made you get in your feels about somebody that you would want right there next to you at the mm-hmm. concert with you. That would be enjoying it. And my, my girlfriend told me that she was looking around seeing some, some burly dudes just in tears. Same with me, man. It was just an emotional moment. Like, and they, they mean something to me. They're as impactful to me as, uh, you know, Papadozio is to Jake. They right. mean they mean a lot to me. They mean quite a bit. And that's the same with Outcast, actually. Going into <laughs> the Outcast, I don't know if we, again, I don't know if we've talked about this on episode three, two, or one, or I don't know if it's lost audio, but Outcast, me and Jake discovered them off of one CD. It was their greatest hits, and it also had a couple additional tracks as well. Just learned that a couple of days ago. But anyways, we bumped that shit constantly, day in and day out. I learned about one song called Spodiote Dopalicious, and all I wanted to do was read the lyrics and understand it. That's all I wanted to do. It was one of the most groundbreaking. It's a song... Oh my God. It was just a song that you, you've never heard something like that before in your fucking life. No, when you right? listen, when, when you listen to us, when you listen to that song, you have never heard nothing like that in your entire life. And it, it is so beautiful. It is so harmonic. It is everything you would want a fucking song to be. And it gets me in my feels every time I listen to it. It's something that I'm glad I share personally with this man. Because, like, that album defined my early adulthood. Right, yeah. I, I definitely would agree. And <laughs> we spent, not just us together, but in general. Showing so people, much, too. So much time listening and showing people, like, because we were just, like, dumbfounded. I, I think for me personally, it was, like, I had never... I had never found a a rap or hip hop artist before that that really had such an impact on me and on the way I think. You know what I mean? Like it was the first time I had ever experienced that level of of skill when it comes to rap and hip hop. And and I mean it was their writing is insanity it's absolutely insanity and like there's a lot of people who haven't listened to a lot of their music 
So they probably don't even understand in any way, shape or form what we're saying. But if you really dive into their lyrics, their writing style and everything, it's powerful. It's strong. It's a, it's, it's so much black culture and it's, and it's so powerful as poets for them too. And the way that they were raised and brought up and it's all throughout the lyrics. I'm not going to explain it to you, but like, listen to it. That's where you should dive in their culture and their life and their upbringing is so powerful and, and how they created it as poets in their music. It's, it's so dumbfounding. I, I will never be able to fathom that kind of skill and you can, and anybody can come at me. I'll go strong as fuck about this. Actually, you can come at me right, yeah. strong as fuck. I I will debate For you all sure. goddamn day. Outcast is probably the pioneer. They're they're up there with the pioneers of rap, of hip hop. They're up there. I mean, I don't I don't think there would be as big of a a wave of what people will say are like conscious rappers if it wasn't for the existence of Outcast. I very much agree. <laughs> and same goes the, for oh. me personally same goes for tupac okay lyrically po like from a poetically poetry, poetically mm-hmm. like the issues he talked about were, were so real and honest that you like i had never heard anything so real and honest before and it just you know it sucks that he's not around anymore to see you know hopefully see the 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 future that you know he helped create let's be glad that he worked as hard as he fucking did the time that he was here yeah and the albums that he produced or put out i should say whatever however you want to look at it but the man was a fucking genius um he's a yeah and tormented by by his own thoughts of, I mean, you know, you, you listen to him, you understand that the world he wants and talks about is the world that everybody wants, but nobody talks about because everyone's too caught up in their own shit to really take a step back and like think about how they can make a better world with their actions. Like he, he was really a person that he, he didn't, he didn't care to be fucking rich. He wanted everybody to be able to live and survive. Like if you listen to, like he said to his lyrics, that's all he really wanted for everybody is to just live humbly and peacefully. He was pissed off as fuck. And you can hear that through his lyrics too. Yeah. Cause he would talk about how shit was just fucking all sorts of backwards and fucked up. Right. And that, and for me, that's why I love Kendrick Lamar because I think, I think Kendrick Lamar kind of fucking. I think he, I think he picked, picked up the torch, if if you will. He picked up where he left off, because I mean, you know, after Tupac left, I feel Jay Cole's up there too. Yeah, but I think I think I like Jay Cole. I think. Kendrick but Lamar. I get what you're saying with Kendrick, though. I do. I'm not going to debate you at all. Yeah, I think he's more raw and real about it, and and I think he doesn't hold nothing back. And I think he, I also think he's more intelligent in his writing than J. Cole is. And the reason you know, I say you that, know you're throwing shade hard as fuck. 
right now, right? It's not shades. It's like, all right, it's like. Then what you doing? Giving them, giving them props? Because you I ain't mean, doing that. <laughs> I I love his music. I'm just saying that, in, in in coming from a standpoint of like taking taking real life problems, making an abstract concept out of them, and then producing music that is uh, connected to itself. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain because. Like with at least with Kendrick, his lyrics reference his own lyrics from older songs. Yes, um, yes. So that's what actually makes him so fucking creative. You just bringing that back when he when he does that, it's so. And this is where you have to like, if you can't pick it all up while, while when he's uh, spitting it, you definitely need to fucking read it because when he does that, because it's such a mind fuck how he does it, and I'm not one yes. to know. Like him doing that is just, it's, it's so, it's like, it's like, it's like referencing a movie when you're a sequel. You feel me? It's like yeah, you're it's, referencing the first movie when you're, so when we'll, you're the second one. Um, there's a term for it. It's called uh, meta. Okay. Which let me, well, let me just get Also, the there's another thing that Kendrick does. Meta as well. means referring to itself or to the conventions of its genre, self referential is okay is. i got so you like and that's and that's what makes his his work so great is because he does that also when he changes up his fucking personality when he yes, does that shit that's a, that that's shit another, is so fucking motherfucking dope that's another thing that um people don't people overlook is that he actually has in in different albums he does basically he will rap as a different version of himself right he he, he does it in a way where and it's so great because you know he's he's a Gemini and he talks about how he has this duality in him where he like thinks and believes one way and then sometimes he thinks and believes the opposite way, right? And like that's just the duality of like our brains. But he portrays it in a way where he talks about things from one perspective of himself as if he's one person, and then he will talk about something as if he's like still himself, but a di- totally different version of himself. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's wild. His like, his creativity is it's beyond like, any, it's beyond any other current. I, I'm artist. excited. And I don't want to also nervous about his new album. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit that he's about to spit. It's been, think about it's it. Been, damn. How long has it been since damn came out? 2017. Okay. So there you go. How much shit has went on since 2017? A lot. Like, like, (laughs) you know, um, and that's, and he talks about that in Damn, actually. One thing he talks about is how, and uh, I don't, so he talks about how he made To Pimp a Butterfly, which the overarching, like, the overarching idea behind to pimp a butterfly is the idea that America has taken black culture and used it as a way to profit. Right. And, and that's the idea of to pimp a butterfly is basically America is pimping black culture right out. Like that's, that's the idea behind the album along with a bunch of other ideas. Right. 
Let's um, quit going down this rabbit hole because I this so, could go so, fucking. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's just it's just wild because so many people missed it. Like he literally talks about it too. He like he made to pimple butterfly as a way to like try to connect to black like his his own culture and ha- like help young black people like see that America is using them it just all went over a lot of people's heads and he even mentions that in damn he goes to say like like you know i made i made this album for you and y'all didn't give a fuck basically it was what it was about like and that's kind of what damn was about in like a not in general but there were motifs that go on in the album itself that alert to the fact that you know he kind of feels defeated because he feels like he made something to help black America and black America was like, yeah, we don't want this. We want, we want like, we want guns and bitches and shit. You know what I mean? And like, that's a stereotype. And I'm not saying that's like a, a, a true thing, but <laughs> no, he even mentions it in his own fucking album and damn. So, you know, it is what it is, but it just sucks that you know when when an artist tries to get put themselves out there to try to be like hey like you know there's this fucked up shit going on like let me tell you about it in a really like creative but like um understanding way and everyone's like nah we don't want that shit like you know it just it's just like a just to show you like where culture is sometimes where you know people sit here talk about they want no, like but else. no, I know. But if I can't think of the exact lyric or song, but he mentions it in "Damn," and I'll have to find it and bring it up to you. But yes, you will. You will have to bring that up in episode five because I will hold you to that. <laughs> I will hold you to that, my my good. But story. yeah, so uh, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Well, there's another big influencer to me is Kendrick Lamar and his music because I I feel like he has a, a perspective on the world that is rare. And I think his perspective on the world and the way he wants to try to bring about change is very similar to Tupac. And that's what, um, so I'm just going to give another little tidbit to pimp a butterfly um, is a poem he wrote to Tupac, if you will. And at the end of the album on to pimp a butterfly, if you listen all the way through um, he basically does this thing where um, he finds this interview of Tupac um, and then he basically reads that um, poem to Tupac and then him and Tupac have a conversation back and forth to each other I don't know if you've heard that but that's at the end of the album no I, I own the album I just don't think I've ever heard uh, that I'll that's have to listen the very to that. last part of the album and Mortal okay. Man the, the very last part he mm-hmm. reads back you know the interludes in between each part where he's like you know it's been it's been some time since I've listened to Pimp Butterfly though. Right. It's been some 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 time since I've listened to Kendrick. I was very hot on him when Damn came out. I I I was so in love with that album. I listened to the whole thing and then I ended up buying every album before that. So that's that's kind of how my venture went with Kendrick. He's yeah, he's he's really good. He uses a lot of metaphors and things that are what's great is a lot of his lyrics are like have double and triple meanings even like so oh yeah no uh so the last one 
that I actually have. This is a movie that I forgot to reference. Okay. Or movies. I should say a list of movies. And these get me in my feels. These get me just feeling good. And it also thinks makes me think that I can save the fucking world. Which is all the Avenger movies. Okay. I love those motherfucking movies. They get you hyped? Oh, it gets me so hot. Avengers! You know? Assemble. Da, 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 da! That shit fucking so, gets me, bro. You ready for this? What's up? I have only seen Endgame. What the fuck? <laughs> what? So you don't I, care about the Avengers. You don't I, give a fuck. I, so I've seen the first two Iron Men. Uh, I've seen Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange goes hard as fuck. I've seen, I've seen a few of the movies. Have you seen Black Panther? Yes. Have you seen Captain Marvel? Yes. Okay. Um, have you seen any of the Hawks? Yes, the first one. Well, there is the... only there's no, only there's like there is like two of them or something. Apparently, oh, there is two. Know. The have you seen any of the Thor movies? Um, I think okay. I've seen the first one. Yeah, I think I'm gonna call bullshit. What's uh? Have you seen any of the Spider-Man movies? Yes. Spider-Man Homecoming or Spider-Man Far From Home? No. You haven't seen either one of those? I've seen the first one. Homecoming? Is that Homecoming? Okay, yeah. That's Homecoming. And then Far From Home is the second one. What's the third one? There isn't a third one. A third one's in development. Uh, Okay. Yeah, we're waiting on it. But, okay. So, you're all right. Well, I haven't seen any of the Avenger movies, so. That's the unfortunate part. That's the fucking thing. There's, there's those, four of them, right? There is four of them. It goes, I believe it goes Avengers, and then it goes Avengers Age of Ultron, and then it goes Avengers, I believe, what is it? Fucking Endgame? No. Endgame's, no, Endgame's the, last, the one. last one. And then it's, uh, fuck. Infinity War. That's what it is. Infinity War. Oh. Yeah. So, Wait. so it's Avengers. I have seen it. I have seen Infinity War. Have you? Then you haven't seen Endgame. Have you seen Endgame? Yeah. Endgame's Are you like. Sure? Endgame's, Endgame's like the end of the movie. It's end, the end. It's it, done. Infinity War is like literally everything up until that motherfucker snaps his fingers, yeah, right? More and or then, less. Yes. And then, and then Endgame is literally from him snapping his fingers and then how they fix it, right? That is correct. Okay, I've seen both of them. Okay. You kind of get a pass. You still haven't seen Age of Ultron or Avengers, and those I, both I, are I, I pass with a C minus. How about that? I'll, t- I'll give it to you, brother. Plus, I'll take a D. D plus is good because you get effort. You got effort on there. <laughs> I didn't fail. You did not fail. I don't know. If gonna yeah, keep... I, I just that's uh, I don't know. I'd say my favorite Spider Man. I love Spider Man. Have you I love seen Spider Man um, too? Have you seen Into the Spider Verse? Yes. Oh, I own that movie. I fucking love it. Yo, the animation in that is some of the best animation I've ever seen. It really is fucking amazing. Isn't I, it I, though? I'm completely blown away. I'm actually ready to play the uh the Miles Morales. Miles, uh, bro. He's an OG, bro. I'm ready to play the uh version uh that just came out for the PS5. I'm Miles so bummed Mor- about the PS5, dude. So fucking Why? bummed. 
Because I didn't get mine, man. I was trying to get that pre-order. I never got it. I mean, you can still get it. It's going to take a minute. It's still, like, yeah. Right, I mean, yeah, like right now they're sold out. I have a right. feeling I'm, I'm probably not seeing a PS5 till March. Ah. I'm going to get one soon, hopefully. If they're available, that's what I'm saying to you, bro. Yeah, I know that. I've been checking. Okay, because like I, I fucking want that day. When I could have got one. Released. I could have got one a couple days ago. They were available. They were at. They're available at the Best Buy by me. Oh really? Son of a bitch. That was that was last week. Okay, I struggled. I did that Walmart thing where like they had you uh, do it from like twelve and three, then six and nine. I struggled every time. I had, we had like four or five devices trying to get a PlayStation Five, dude. I was so bummed. But yeah. I'll get one in time. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, I mean it's that time of the year. We got Black Friday coming up. Is you, there uh, you trying to get what Black Friday? Yeah, I didn't know they were still doing that because of COVID and shit. What you mean it's Black Friday, bro? This is America. You think people ain't doing their Black Friday shopping, bro? <laughs> I don't know. If the store's closed, what? Stores ain't going to be closed. Stores don't close. I don't know how Black Friday works this year. I haven't looked it up. What and I'm mean? sure there, and I'm damn sure there ain't going to be no PS5s on Black Friday. I mean, you know how they did it last year, right? No, I didn't go out last year. Basically, like Thanksgiving Day was the start of Black Friday. Well, yeah, I know that, but what I'm saying is, is like with COVID, like. They there have, ain't gonna be no fucking lines, fucking. They, they do, they do, they. In the last few years, they've kind of slowly been eliminating all that line shit, because they instead of having to wait outside of the store to open up at midnight, they don't do that shit anymore. Because crazy fucking Karens would yeah end up trampling. So another they 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 Karen. what they do is they they rearrange shit in the store so that way the big hot ticket items are more accessible. Right. Um, they have the sales going on all weekend instead of just Black Friday. And okay. they open they open up and stay they open up earlier and stay open later. All weekend. Okay. That's how mo- that's how it was like last year, dude. I went Black Friday shopping. Mhm. There was a, it was on Black Friday. There was no crowd, nobody. No crowd, no lines for anything, anywhere. Okay. So I imagine they're just gonna do the same shit. They're like, wear your mask, do your shit, your Black Friday shopping, like whatever. Brian, get your ass on. Plus, I'm 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 looking to hop on them Cyber Monday deals this year. Yeah. Dog. I'm just looking for the PlayStation Five. I'm not looking for anything special. I just want a I want a new desk. A new chair for my desk and a new processor for my PC. And okay. I'm set. That's all I want. You ain't asking for a lot, are you? I mean, depends <laughs> on how you look at it. I guess so. If you're only asking for those, <laughs> the three desk items, I want $200. The chair I want $500. And the CPU I want, it's also $500. So <laughs> three items, $1,200. Yeah, well, it's twelve hundred dollars on one person. So yeah, I'd say I'd say that's pretty crazy. <laughs> that's asking much, right? That's that is. Asking that's asking much. a lot. That's asking a lot, actually. It's fucking hilarious. It's okay. I'm just gonna buy myself what I don't get. So there you go. That's how Which I do. Which will probably it. be none of that. So I'm probably just gonna end up buying it all. 
Yes, because you are a 28 year old man and life does not work that way for us anymore. Correct. Yeah. We, <laughs> Correct. No, well, I don't make a Christmas list anymore. So. No, no. Uh, I get my Christmas list all year round when I have the money. Exactly. Yep. That is buying my things when I want them. If I want something, I buy it. That's all I can do. Not, not because like. I'm, I'm like bougie like that. I'm not right. I'm not bougie like that. It's just like if I have the money and I need this, or if I want it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy, buy it. it. I'm not gonna like wait for Christmas. Fuck it. <laughs> my my oh my god, my girlfriend hates me because. <laughs> so last year, I wanted a game for Christmas. I wanted Spider Man. Okay. I, I don't know if it was last year. Actually, if it was two years ago, but. Um, I wanted Spider-Man and my girlfriend knew that. And I ended up actually going and just buying it for myself. Like, okay. Two weeks before Christmas. Cause I didn't know that she got it for me already. And I came home and then she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so mad. Uh, so she gifted it to her brother. I think so. Hey, there you go. And it ended up working out, right? But, right. Um, but still pissed off at your ass because you bought yeah. a fucking video game two weeks um, before a, Christmas. There's another thing, too, that I was that actually just happened. What was it? And I can't remember. She told me to just go ahead and buy it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was the other day. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, because I've had this record player for years, and I bought it not realizing I needed a preamp for it. It's taking um, you this fucking long to goddamn buy a preamp, dude. So a couple of days ago, I was just like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to get on Amazon right now. I'm going to order a preamp. And I pull up Amazon, and she's like, damn it. I was going to get you one for Christmas. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, guess what? I still haven't bought it yet. So I think I'm just going to tell her that I can't buy it. She doesn't want to buy it from me anymore because now. Because now you not- know. It's not a there's, surprise. There's no excitement to it. So, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to buy it for myself. <laughs> Fuck it. How much you is the preamp? The one I saw that I wanted to get was only like 80 bucks. So That's not bad at all. No. What were we going to nice. ask, though? You got plans for Thanksgiving yet? I'm actually doing something that I've never done before this year. And I'm actually going to be working at, I guess you would call it a soup kitchen. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying something new. I'm I'm tired of the whole fucking let's have Thanksgiving on this day and then let's have family get together, kind of bullshit and bitch at each other and you right. know watch football, get drunk, whatever the fuck it might be. And I'm just canceling that out. And I'm just going ahead. I'm going to go see my sister and uh, their family probably after I'm done with the the soup kitchen thing and then that's it. I might, I might, might make myself some turkey a couple days after or something like that, but it's like no pressure type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're gonna be doing anything. I have, I have zero plans. I don't know what we're doing. Me and Maddie were talking about maybe making our own turkey. It'd be the first time I ever made turkey. Um, it's not hard. <laughs> Just make sure you pull wanna, everything out. Yeah, what I want to do but I'm not going to be able to because COVID is a few years ago at a Friendsgiving where we made 
um, instead of traditional Thanksgiving meal, you know, turkey and all that good shit, uh, we made Alfredo, chicken Alfredo, and garlic bread and um, a couple sides and some desserts. But everything was medicated. Oh, shit. Fucking burnout. Medicated medicated chicken alfredo <laughs> medicated Why? garlic butter yo it was so good oh man it's goofy got you so high well no <laughs> shit he got you high and we were all we just got done eating ate dessert which we had like you know like caramel dipped apples but the caramel was like medicated caramel and like <laughs> you know like just everything was like was there any normal food was there any normal milk in that fucking house no everything everything yeah it was awesome like, then we all got real tired and we all went to bed really early that night no shit <laughs> <laughs> i can only wonder why yeah it was good but this year nothing man chilling playing it by ear especially now that i got covid and the impending shutdown. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? So. Oh, 2020. Yep. Wonderful. <laughs> wonder how 2021 is coming to be. I wonder what that's going to be like. Probably better. Yeah. It can, it, it, I mean, I hope. You know, I need as it long to be. As... <laughs> I need it to be. I need some sanity in my motherfucking life, dude. Yep. I apologize. I even brought it up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Let's just see what these four years are going to do. I actually That's like Biden as a person. I think he's he's a pretty good dude. And he's a pretty good dude, man. He may still be a corporate establishment candidate, but at least he's not. Donald you Trump. had to throw that fucking last thing in there. Just, just right in there to. like a little sneak attack. A little sneak attack. Just like uh, I don't like Kamala Harris, but that's just me. Going down a rabbit hole of bullshit again. Let's stop this fucking conversation right now. Right now. Oh, man. All right, brother. Well, any other things that you got to say besides politics? Nah, man. Be easy, you guys. Uh, Stay safe. Stay away from that fucking COVID. Yeah, wash your hands. Wash your ass. Hopefully you guys have a uh, wonderful Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, on that note, actually, next week, I think we're going to be doing an entire Thanksgiving special. So uh, stay tuned for that. It's going to be fun. And we're going to talk about all of our favorite kinds of ways to eat potatoes. Um, but also pure honesty about Thanksgiving. Um, and the genocide that happened. So, Yes. So... <laughs> We do love mashed potatoes and gravy, but we're also going to talk about the genocide. You can't have one without the other. You know? <laughs> so, um, we love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Much love to you, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.